Hi, I'm Akanksha Savnal and this is the Made for More podcast by A Curve Story, one of India's first inclusive and body positive clothing brands. Join us as we chat with change makers who are breaking stereotypes and creating a new normal. Hi Mehak, welcome to the Made for More podcast. We're so glad that you agreed to spend your Sunday with us to share your story, especially during Pride month. Uh we know so much about you as you know you are an open person on social media and otherwise and we would love for the story to be shared with our listeners today and without wasting any more time i want to just dive into our questions as you know uh, a curve story is a brand that is inclusive beyond age gender sexual orientation or any other grounds of discrimination can you tell us what your journey was like to come out to your family and then venture into this industry of modeling so i'll be very honest with you you know the journey has been honestly um um you know from an early age uh, trying to figure out uh, so i just give you a little background about my childhood mm-hmm. so i have four siblings i have a twin brother and two sisters oh and, okay uh, i think my first uh, early memories of understanding that even two gender existed like a male and female is when my mom used to make my sisters wear um, like frocks green frocks and she used, she used to put me into these uh, shorts and shirts and I'd be like mom I want to wear that mm-hmm. so my mom used to my, my mom told me you know boys wear this and girls wear that so that's the first understanding of me as a individual that even two gender existed correct you know? Correct. The first early memory also to even questioning myself that two gender exist, mm-hmm. um, and that's how it. I think it started uh, regularly questioning myself um, about how I feel and what I feel. But as a, as a child, you really don't know what you're feeling and and why you're feeling in a certain way. Correct. It's yeah. only when you start growing up. So when I started growing up again, um, you know, when I hit the adolescence. Right. Uh, my um, my body was not changing the way I wanted it to because I saw my sister's body change in a certain way, hmm. and I'm like, why is that happening? Why is my voice getting huskier? Why am I I'm not uh, you know um, looking the way I feel I should look? Um, but I had no answer to it because. at uh, that point of time and i'm talking about 20 years or 25 years back we had no access to social media right and because i come from such a marwari family i think we were brought into the culture like you know lgbt was i didn't even know that there's a word for lgbt existed yeah also Or, because you know exposure was very less at the time we're talking like 15 years back like nobody knew what it was like yeah. to have a third gender or to not associate with you know the two quintessentially appeared normal you know b- uh, genders so of course like you know there is a lot of ambiguity around that as well right like you you don't know much even if you're confused I'm, or lost you don't know where to go i would say that yes that was also there and also because you know i come from a family like that where you know even like when i remember you know watching a Movie some do darshan that time they used to be do darshan and things yeah. to be like an advertisement on uh, you know during the movie which was an advertisement for uh, like say uh, a condom mm-hmm. and my my parents just tell me go get a glass of water so oh, you can imagine okay. where they come from and I'm like okay. really so that is the kind of background I come from and. Uh, it and as a male child and coming from a marwari family you know they they look at you in a certain way they they expect you to behave in a certain way you know be the male or be the man of the house and and you know my my parents especially my dad comes from a business background so he expected me that i should go to the factory and you know talk to the labors and be a mix of uh, how my dad is and Take over the business and wedding. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Family wedding. Go to the wedding and supervise what they do in the wedding. And I used to feel very uncomfortable doing all that. I'm like, no, this is not what I use. I want to do. And I used to feel very, very uncomfortable. Correct. And also because um, you know my my body language has always been very 
feminine, the way I spoke, the way my hands moved, the way I sat in a certain way. I was always questioned that, you know, why your hands move so much? Why do you sit cross-legged? Why can't you sit like that or talk like that or move like that? And I ended up thinking that there's some definitely some problem with me. Right. You know, because and that could be daunting been, as a teenager, you know, like because we're already like struggling with so many other things and figuring out what we want in life. This and and not having that much information accessible could could be a daunting experience. It was very daunting, and though I've had my share of bullying and harassment in at the time of schooling, also again for the same physical attributes which I carried in terms of how I walked and not participated in a lot of um, you know man sports say like football mm. or cricket and all that so it, I was regularly questioned in the school as well and mm. I could never figure out why I was feeling that way because I did, as I said I didn't even know that there's a word called LGBT existed Correct. it's only at the age of 20 is when I was because I come from Calcutta I was shopping in uh, in a um, shopping mall in Calcutta where I was spotted by this photographer and he told me that, you know, um, I was watching you and I would like to take some pictures of you. Would you want to come to my studio and take pictures? And and fashion is something, Akansha, which has always been my, um, I think, my first love, even when I... Oh, that's amazing. Um, because when I, so whenever we used to watch TV, I remember this song coming out, um, you know, Alicia Chinoy's Made in India, Million Woman song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, that was like my, um, like that, that I think changed something in me that, you know, this is something which I want to do as a guy that time. So when this opportunity came to me and this when photographer reached out, I just open-handedly accepted the opportunity and I went to the studio and he took some pictures and they started and I started modeling. And then when the first, um, my first understanding of the word gay came to my existence, that there is something called gay existed. Uh-huh. And, you know, I could meet the uh, makeup artists who were, you know, a little behaving like me. I said, oh my God, I'm not the only one. And, you know, they also So, yeah. um, you know, I thought that I was gay. So coming back to your question, this is how the whole thing started. Right. But as I the, I started progressing with my age, you know, uh, the pressure started building up more from the house in terms of taking social responsibilities, taking over the family business, and then the talks of getting married. Oh. I got... I felt so claustrophobic and so suffocated at that point of time that I just didn't know what to do. And I was progressing in modeling as a career. So I told my mom, I knew that I had to find an escape route and I have to get out of the house to figure out what's going with me. I told my parents that I'm going to go to Bombay, pursue my modeling career. But the whole idea was not to go to Bombay because I knew that I did not have any kind of financial support. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend in Pune and I thought I'm going to come to Pune and figure out. So that's how I landed in Pune. And of course, uh, as a male um, who I was at that time, mm-hmm. you know, born as a male, um, I did not have any um, financial support. So I had to take up a corporate job and modeling at that point of time completely took a backseat. Okay. So, but what Pune gave me is exposure to the um, LGBT space. Um, right. Um, a space where I uh, could go to events where I saw a lot of people like me. So I was like, okay, the people who existed like right. me. Um, now, diving to your question, because you actually asked me how to come out, how did I come out to my parents? I, yeah. I struggled with that majorly, honestly. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, first, it's not an easy thing to do, you know. Like for first, for someone sorry, who is sure. no worries mm. for someone who is straight, they may think, oh, what is the big deal, you know? But you are kind of creating a new normal in the minds of your family at the time. You're telling them that you know, like how you raised me was great, but 
that's not where i belong like i've realized i belong elsewhere and that's not an easy conversation to have so how did that kind of come ab- come about with your parents honestly i had uh, first of all i did not even knew until five years back akansha there is a world called transgender existed okay for me i knew the uh, third gender which was the hijra community but i did not know that there is a word called transgender or that you can physically transition to the assigned gender you kind of um, you know Associated in with. your mind and soul uh, yeah. believe with yeah it's only um in the year 2017 is when i had a very i had a major mental break, breakdown and i got really really sick okay um wherein i was running to the hospital trying answers figuring out what's happening with my body and i could and that's where the time i was recommended to a psychiatrist and she after months of therapy diagnosed me with gender dysphoria and she told me mehak you know you are a transgender person okay. and you suffer from gender dysphoria and gender dysphoria mm-hmm. and that you can physically transition to the gender your soul and mind you know aligns with Correct. and that's when i started doing my research and that's what like i could you know fit all the boxes or the puzzles which i had not could not fix in 30 years of my life correct so correct. that was a revelation for me now then i find out the found out the information about how could i medically do it but what i was very sure in my mind that i would not take this step until i tell my parents yeah now, how do i tell my parents uh my parents are in in 60s and i had absolutely no idea as to how i am going to go about telling my parents uh so i reached out to my brother first okay. and i told my brother about um you know what i was feeling and what i want to do mm-hmm. and my brother is saying my brother told me that you know um i don't think it's the right thing to do because they'll not be able to uh, handle it in the right way right so so i kind of took a back seat for a while because i couldn't figure out as to how will i tell them mm-hmm. and so one day one my brother i was at work and my brother suddenly calls me and he tells me you know i've told mom i said what did you tell mm-hmm. <laughs> she told me that i showed my showed your pictures to mom and by that time i had already kind of started wearing feminine clothes and Correct. you know learning how to do makeup through youtube and all that my brother had seen my pictures and i remember calling up my mom and uh, speaking to my mom the first thing i think uh, i did was i howled for half an hour mm-hmm. and her question was that uh, why didn't you tell me earlier so oh, wow. i told her that you know and i very like very i remember every word we spoke because mm. she exactly asked me that why didn't you tell me earlier and i my answer was that i thought you were going to disown me hmm and my mom answer was you know this the this is one thing which i think was it just like you know it just like you know it's like a um like a dying patient on a hospital bed where you know some miracle happened and the person lives i think Correct. this was that moment for me um you can say at that moment or if i take it in a positive manner it's like you know i i kind of got got some superpower that day from somewhere i don't know what it is but my mom exact words were that you know it's not generally a parents who disown their children it's it's actually the vice versa which happens it's children yeah, who yeah yeah children who disown their parents and i will disown the world for you and oh that's so sweet oh my and god and i think that's the only thing which i wanted to hear right and, and that's the only validation i ever uh, wanted i think in my life and i did not know before that time that that's the only validation i wanted or that was the only thing which was taking which was kind of stopping me to take that next step and get into the actual journey of you know medical transition and take Correct. that big step and move ahead and once she told me of course there was a lot of conversation and um immediately after a week they flew to um 
Pune from Calcutta and I was waiting for them at the airport. Mm-hmm. By that time, I'd already grown my hair and I remember vaguely standing outside the airport waiting for my parents and my my dad and my brother and my mom, you know, walks out of the uh, airport. And my dad just looked past me and he kind of recognized me because oh. my hair was grown and Correct. I was looking differently. When I actually bent down to touch his feet, he actually recognized, but he did not uh, respond. My mom was very happy to see me and my brother was very happy to see me. Mm-hmm. We had a long conversation with with my parents. Um, so, But my dad was not ready. He told me that you are an influence of something. It is not the right thing to do. Um, you know, and uh, so I think um, I think that time I also took a decision for myself also mm-hmm. um, because I was so sure of what I want to do uh, right. that I was ready mentally in my mind that in case if my dad is not does On not come with along it. with the journey I will still move ahead and I told him very clearly and I remember the exact word because these are some conversation which I don't think anybody can ever forget. Correct. Such and important told, moments. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I asked him that, you know, as as important as it is, it is for any human being or um, to breathe air and drink water, this is as important for me to live. Right. So, I'm going to take this decision because I've already decided what I want to do. Whether you want to walk with me in this journey and be a part of it is a choice which I will leave it to you. Mm-hmm. But I have taken my decision to move ahead. Correct. So that's how the... Honestly speaking, I I feel when somebody asks me, how do you come out to your parents? I don't think I literally came out. It's just that I had to... I, I told... I made them well aware about my true version. Coming out means like only coming out once when you come out from your mother's womb, you don't have to come out again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. uh, the uh, but the yes, the uh, you know, for me to be true uh, to myself and true to my parents of who I am is that how the whole um, journey unfolded for me. Correct. Right, right. So also now that we've spoken about, you know, gender reassignment and the medical procedures, right? There's such a big process to undergo and it's a long journey, right? So, I mean, oh yes. could you tell our listeners how uh, you have like what, what uh, practices you've used or what has your mindset been while you, you're on this journey to create a healthy relationship with your body? Yes, um... So, you know, um, you have to understand Akansha from where I come from is that um, for as long as I have wanted, I have not been comfortable with my body. Hmm. For 30 years, I was not comfortable with my body because I just felt that I was in the wrong body. Correct. You know? yeah. yeah, it's like feeling trapped like, you know, in someone else's body and that's yeah, that can't be comfortable. I like from face down, I was never comfortable. Hmm. Never. And there was so much I had to do just to, you know, look to look to see to find myself to see myself as I am. And I looked at in my mirror, which involved, you know, there there is when when fashion came in the picture, you know, with my no with with my eagerness and my love for fashion hmm. is to you know do a lot of online research, learn makeup on YouTube to kind of you know you know, look like, you know, to kind of change your face to look feminine. And oh, that's, then is when I used to like myself before transition phase. Um, so I knew nothing about uh, how to go about the whole process. And, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, five years back, uh, today, if you look at social media, there are so many women like me who, who speak very openly about their journey and Correct. how the journey has been and though a lot of not a lot of medical uh, information is still available right. uh, from a lot of uh, women in India though you can find a lot of them a lot of girls from abroad but today there's still some some of them there but if I talk about five years back yeah it wasn't uh, this I remember uh, big uh, an ecosystem then I couldn't find anybody 
and oh, i'm like really yeah There's that's nobody the, the only person i could find was atrinetra and atrinetra mm-hmm. uh, also i think that time had just done her um uh, surgery from thailand but also, there was again not, not a lot of information so um i did a little bit of research and uh, so all i will tell the viewers who are actually listening to this uh, you know podcast i would tell them is that that i understand that you know we all like a lot of people like me who who would be in different stages of the life and would want to be the woman they want to be um it's it's not a magic pill which you can take and then you know tomorrow right. you're going to just turn out to be the person you want to be right it's a slow and steady process you right. need to have patience um you need to trust in the you know the process and your doctors who you are, who who are helping you with this process whether it's your um you know psychologist your psychiatrist or your endocrinologist and they just take every step at a time Sorry. um uh, it is a difficult process because also i remember that your body is a kind of um you know you're trying to um you know because as a male i have te- my body is driven by testosterone i don't right. have estrogen right you're switching so the you're switching the sources you're switching hormones it's a it's a very big change yeah so you are like taking blockers to kill the testosterone and then you are taking estrogen externally to mm. kind of um you know change your body to right. hormone to look like like for your body to become the woman you want to be with right um you know the, how the changes come like uh, you know when uh, how a, when a female is born and they, they she hits adolescence and how the body changes that actually the change your body goes through so there is a right. lot of um there there is a lot which your body goes through you have mood swings you have uh, side effects and uh, but i remember one thing which my um, psychologist told me very clearly and that stood by me mm-hmm. she told me mehak i know that you might have a lot of expectations about of what you want to be and right. you must be thinking that you know this is the picture you have in your mind that you know i want to look like this but don't have that picture in your mind mm-hmm. don't uh, have too high expectations of um you know what you're going to turn out to be mm. just believe the process trust the process take and every, believe what is uh, the best step. will show up yeah yeah and because every body is different and the medicine right. will react different to different bodies and i think i trusted uh the process i trusted my doctors i one more thing which i would like to add to viewers who are listening because i i often hear a lot of kids you know they self medicate they don't follow the right channels they don't go to see a doctor and they just hear about medicines from their friends oh, and yeah, they buy it over the counter yeah yeah so don't do that you know if you don't have if you feel that you're not financially stable complete your studies you know get a job get financially independent and then take that process right and there is no age uh as to like this is a certain age where you can transition and this is not the right age to transition i think you can transition at any age i have known people who start transition at the age of 60 also yeah. and i also know people who start transition at the age of 18 also so there is no certain age there is no rush actually this is a very all... important piece of information because i think some people feel like oh they are running out of time you know and if you are not mentally prepared to see this journey through or you are not financially ready to take it up it's okay to take some time trust the process go slow but do it when you are entirely ready in every other way to you know undergo this whole process and change because it's a big deal now speaking of this whole journey and how it has impacted your physical body of course do you think this also took a toll on how your relationship was with food has that had an impact on your relationship with food like 
were there times that you felt like you know you just don't want to eat you felt like starving did any of that happen or you've had a healthy relationship with food throughout uh, i am a i'm i'm not going to say that i'm a very big foodie and honestly um i don't think um that kind of had any kind of an adverse relationship with whether you know i was literally starving myself to look in a certain way or um being a certain ways right um relationship with my body changed but not with food honestly okay okay uh, because is uh, because what happens is that when you um when you go through when you take estrogen when you go through um you know hormone replacement therapy which we call in medical terms correct um there is a there is a very high tendency that you end up putting on weight okay and i was never a very thin kind of a person anyways i've always been like on the healthy side right and um, and with on going on hormone uh, replacement therapy i put on uh, i started putting on more weight mm-hmm. which initially did not trouble me but then um you know like when i was in uh, this process for a year or a year and a half down the line it when i started putting more weight really started troubling me correct i'm like you know when i was trying to take pictures i'm like okay the fat is showing and i'm not able to you know wear the right clothes so there was a point of time where i literally got very uncomfortable with my body and and um, because everybody was talking about my weight my friend like you're putting on weight my you know when i was uh, posting pictures on social media there was heavy trolling and so you know one and and one i remember very closely opening my wardrobe one day and the only colors i could find is the color black right there was no other color in my wardrobe and it suddenly i mean struck me i said what am i doing to myself Yeah, you're kind of oh, like diff- subconsciously hiding parts of yourself because yeah, people think it's deprived? not worthy. Yeah. What am I depriving myself of? I love wearing clothes. I love wearing all kind of clothes. I love colors, and I'm really depriving me of all these just because you know people gonna talk about it or the the world. My friends are gonna look at me in a different way, uh, and that's when. I kind of stood for myself when I told myself that you know I'm going to love my body the way it is and the way it's going to be t- turn out in the near future I'm going to bring back colors in my life I'm going to start wearing mini skirts crop tops everything I want to wear shorts hot pants how amazing is that <laughs> irrespective of what my body type looks like because of this course. is what I want to do no and I, I mean I honestly don't believe that you need to apologize for the st- the space we take up in the world like the society has trained us to constantly be put in boxes and there's no exactly. need for that you know Absolutely and and what I feel you know uh, I have seen often that you know as as women we kind of get wired to you know not love ourselves yeah um, not take care of ourselves we are so busy taking like, care of know, others yeah before marriage you're busy taking care of your siblings your father and you so then you get married and you get busy with your husband your kids and you have no time for yourself yeah like because i also work in a corporate space i right. i often walk to women and tell them darling you've come to work okay and your hair is not combed you are like you feel i i look at you and it looks like you just got up from bed and come to work i'm not mm-hmm. trying to criticize on how i look but you have to start taking care of yourself yeah and 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 that's the day today is the day and uh, and that's why my uh, social media started talking very much about you know body acceptance body positivity yeah. um but the only challenge at that point of time was that though I had accepted my body but they when I want, when I wanted to find clothes for myself which will put my body I couldn't find it I can't show right I used to feel so small when I used to go out shopping with my friends who are like you know petite thin lean short 
they will be like happy shopping and i will be like standing in anywhere they will go i will go and say sorry ma'am we don't have your size yeah that's not a good and, feeling and i'm glad that there are brands like you know the the brand you have the curve story and a lot of other brands who who really have thought into this and that you know we're going to make women feel good about themselves of all body types correct and um, you know we can and design clothes for women um who will feel good in wearing them and that's such a great movement so kudos to you and your brand and a lot of other brand to you know are thinking that way thank and you so much it kind of comes from there right like i mean for me the journey of the brand started when i saw like some people in my family struggle with it when i was styling in bollywood i saw a lot of that in stores that people want to buy they have the money they have the wherewithals they have the desire to buy but they don't have clothes that make them feel good about the purchase you know there's no feel good customer experience and that's what like we were set out to change now that you know we've spoken a lot about this journey uh you know everyone kind of has an anchor in their story right someone who keeps them grounded motivated so can you tell us a little about who those people are uh, uh in your life like and how they kind of you know uh fill that gap for you um you know this question has definitely got me thinking because i honestly um did not or don't have a lot of anchors who kind of have uh, filled that gap for me okay i think uh, one person who definitely has been the anchor has been my mom right. and um, i'm grateful that i know a lot of girls now through the work i do correct and uh, what i want to bring into here akansha is that i am an outsider okay right. as a as a creator and as a trans uh, creator um some people are privileged because you know either they have come from um zone where they are part of uh, some establishment who promote um uh, you know you know lgbt artist okay. or they've come from some um pejan background where they have um participated and been recognized for the individual they are through media and through um through the pageant um line but i am a complete outsider because i ha- don't have i am neither a part of an establishment who promote lgbt artists or neither i'm a part of any pageant background who would give me that space and an and a visibility in um in a media space per se correct so but uh, i'm grateful and thankful that uh, because i've been so honest with wh- who i am and and because i was right very very clear in my head that when i started my transition mahesh uh, i i told this to myself that mahesh when you started your transition you did not have anybody you could look up to right. and and take inspiration from or you know just feel comfortable in that at that time that you know okay you know there are people like you who have gone through the similar process so right. i wanted to be very authentic with um, you know putting out my entire journey on social media and then of course the fashion came into picture and with fashion i could talk very highly about body positivity and gender expression correct so i think the the anchor i am yes so what i want to say is that i'm thankful and grateful that through the work i have done and because my work has been noticed i have been able to meet a lot of girls uh, across the country and across the world who kind of helped have made you know kind of help me grow as an individual more than what i was years back but right. if you talk about the anchor the only anchor for me has been my mom and me right. that's the only anchor there has been no anchor in in filling any gaps who i have had in my life because 
I knew the day I took this decision to uh, take that step for me to be the person I am today that I have to do this on my own. Correct. I did not have any support financially from even my family also to support me, mm-hmm. and and I had to, uh, you know, take this direction. I don't know what was the end destination though, but I, I, I knew that I will have a lot of obstacles on the way, a lot of. Roadblocks on the way, um, but I think I was mentally. I think I I prepared myself mentally that irrespective of whatever happens, Mahak, even if you fall down, this is something you, you have to do your, for yourself. Your hand is going to be the only ha- holding hand for you to pull you up and you know put you back onto the trail again. Right. So that's how it is. No, and it's and it I, takes a lot of courage to you know, ah, uh, be willing to go on this journey alone and like. I give you like, like kudos to you for you know choosing yourself above the judgments of society or even your own family at times because that I mean you know it is not it's way simpler said than done and you've actually you know emerged stronger and better and you you feel like yourself now so I'm so glad that you had the courage to see this through. No, and I also told myself that Mahek, you know, as a human being, you're born as a human being, and you know, um, it is your right as a human being to get that, uh, you know, um, you know, acceptance and respect uh, from the world. And yeah. I don't give that right or authority to anybody in the world per se to tell them that they accept me or they respect me. I will never do that. It's my right as a human to demand that acceptance, demand that respect, and I demand it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, there is no need for anybody, no matter what gender, age, or where they come from, to apologize for who they are and the space they take up, and uh, for asking for what they think they deserve. Because if we start doing that, then the that's what the universe responds to. and it's so important to keep your energy high and positive and you know stay exactly. focused um, on the life that you are looking to build so um i'm also going to like come to uh, since we run a clothing brand i also want to ask you you spoke about you know your struggles when you were shopping uh, after you know the g- gender reassignment was done and all of that other than the fact that you couldn't find your size were there any other challenges you kind of faced while shopping Yeah, there is only one correction which I would like to do, Akansha. Here, when you say gender reassignment, I have not gone through the gender reassignment surgery yet. Oh, okay, so, you're in the um, process. Okay, so I'll change the. Question. I'm in the process. Okay, okay, so, so I'll change the question. Uh, yeah. So, um, just uh, you know, like because we are a clothing brand, I would love to know the plus size evolution has honestly happened only now over the last like five six years, right? Massively. So, have there been any challenges you faced uh, while you shop? Oh my God! You talk about challenges, and I can give you a list. Please, <laughs> please go on. I was. I'm telling you. My R and D team is yeah. listening. <laughs> I'm telling you, I had faced challenges, and how? Um, I whenever I try to shop, uh, so initially my. Because I was transitioning, and it's very difficult to kind of, you know, and I think it will be, um, you know, you will feel like, you know, Mahek, what are you talking? Five years back, you people tell Mahek, you know, Mahek, you're in a shopping mall, you like this piece of outfit, just go and ask the person is that available in your size and how much would that cost? I did not have that courage because I'm like, I don't know what that person is going to think about myself. So I was so timid as a child. Uh, as an individual, no confidence at all, and that's completely opposite now. But yeah. when I used to like, you know, go out shopping, I couldn't find clothes of my size. Either they would be like too big, right. or sometimes the sleeves will be shorter because I'm tall. Correct. Sometimes I will not get the length. Even the I will not get the length of my pants. And I used to get so frustrated, Akansha. You can't even believe. And the frustrations used to come more is because I never, I never went shopping alone. I always went shopping with my friends who was not as tall as I was, who was not as curvy I was. 
um, or we call plus size in that. And they used to get all the clothes which I wanted to wear, you know. And I used to feel, I used to just come, feel, come home and, you know, feel sad about it. Sometimes I, my friends, like kind of, you know, they used to say, you know, we'll do it later because, you know, we can't see that expression on your face and you feel so, uh, you feel so low about yourself. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a very um, bad feeling. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, but when I kind of started, um, when I, with my journey, when I grew as a creator on social media, luckily I came across through a lot of brands um, by doing the work I was doing and, and the whole, um, you know, this shift which happened for brands to, you know, you know, finally take notice of women who, uh, who are plus size and curvy mm-hmm. and start creating um, you know, clothes which fits their body type, and not only just fits their body type, but what makes them you know, happy, like makes them feel good. Yeah, exactly. Wearing it because you know, I would not just wear clothes which is just meant for a plus size brand, but I should be also happy in wearing it. Uh, the the clothes which I want to wear, so. Right. That is a one happy space. But what I also feel very strongly, I can't say that there's still a lot of work to do. Of course, of course. Um, it's a very long journey. Because uh, let me just give you an example. Like today, if you see designer runways or whether you see, you know, um, like say a, a fashion week where designers showcase their clothes. Uh, if there are 15 models who are, who are in the casting, you will only see one plus size model. Yeah, that's... So there is that, not... Yeah. So there is not a lot of plus size representation Correct. happening on the fashion. So, scene. you know, what's honestly happening, I feel like for a lot of people, inclusivity is more like a flavor of the month, uh, not so much a real motto to bring about change. So uh, when you see this kind of low representation, it makes you kind of question if this is happening for the you know, like if it is genuinely happening because a brighter future is there. But like you said, there is a very long journey to actually seeing that level of inclusivity in the world, especially with fashion. So, um, and I think brands are slowly but steadily making the change, but there's still a long way to go. So, yeah. And, you know, we talk about plus size, for it interviewed. No, no, no. We talk about plus size, which is fine. Hmm. But, I have not yet seen, apart from, you know, your brand, thank you for responding to my message first. Oh, we're so And glad. a lot of other brands have us. reached out. But where is the representation of, okay, you're representing, you are still, you know, catering to um, women who are plus size, but where is the representation of a woman who identifies herself as a trans and is plus yeah. size? Yeah. I don't see that at all. And why I talk about very openly on why I started writing out to brands because I met a couple of girls like me and they told me, you know, where do you buy your clothes from? Because we really struggle so much. Yeah. So why have not brands thought about that? Why has that not been given a thought to? And, and thanks to you again and your brand that you took a notice of it because it's so important. No, absolutely. Because, you know, when you... The whole idea of inclusive is that, right? Yeah, exactly. Because when you talk about representation of, you know, transgender creators today also, if you would notice that there is, uh, you know, the barriers have been broken, inclusivity has brought into the picture, but still they will um, be, they, they still have a certain body type of trans representation also in fashion scene there is not a plus size trans representation of fashion scene yet Correct. and that's where the gap I want yeah. to fill not only for myself but a lot of other girls of who course. kind of you know feel really and, suffocated and you and, know when you'll do yeah. the right work like you're inspiring so many other people to do the same so uh, you know kudos to you for being on this journey and I'm sure like so many people draw inspiration from your whole journey so far and the fact that you know you post fashionable content 
you're making them aware that there are brands that are now you know starting to notice this entire gap and trying to fill it of course exactly. like as being one of them but you know this was something that happened to us as well like in our early days of work we've always liked to work with uh you know real faces we don't work with a lot of you know professional models because I we want to, and we wanted the brand to be relatable and you know we had so many people who are from the lgbtq community write to us saying that you know we haven't come out yet and we would love to buy your clothes but how do i shop and we were like it's okay we'll get you discreet packaging it doesn't need to say what we are sending you but you know you don't need to deprive yourself of good clothing clothing that makes you feel happy to be dressed in mm-hmm. and that has yeah. been so good like it was such an eye opener for us as well as a process because discreet packaging wasn't something we used to do earlier uh only okay. when we came across a couple of clients we realized that okay you know we could even do that like why should people not have the option to buy what they want to wear i don't feel like people need to settle when it comes to anything but especially not for clothes exactly that's a basic right yeah absolutely <laughs> So That's now that we finished uh you know a lot of our questions I want to dive into our rapid fire. I'm just going to do okay. like five quick questions and uh I think they're more or less based on uh, fashion and some other fun stuff. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh Perfect. tell me your go-to comfy outfit. My go-to comfy outfit would be a cami top and shorts. Perfect. Uh, if you were caught stealing in a supermarket what would you ca- be caught with um, what would i be caught with i would i will probably say a maybe a pair of gucci sunglasses okay no if you're in a supermarket supermarket then i would say um what maybe chocolate okay if you could raid one celebrity's closet who would it be Deepika Padukone okay uh three clothing essentials that you always have when you travel okay uh, i would say a good pair of jeans which fits because that kind of um goes with uh, most of the tops i might not carry a lot of lowers but if i have a good pair of jeans that that do for me Correct. um i would uh, i would also say um a nice uh, i love wearing shirts mm-hmm. so i would say a good pair of um either a good pair of white shirt which fits my body perfectly because i can i can also wear that if i have to attend a business meeting right. and in case i have to turn that out to more funky if i'm carrying the same outfit um you know in the evening for a party i can just pair it up with uh you know couple of jewelry and i can make it funky as well and maybe Correct. tie it differently Correct. and uh, third is which i really like to uh which which is part of my essential clothing not necessarily would be for every everybody would be like a good fitted dress mm-hmm. um uh, which uh which would be not like too casual and not too funky again which i can wear it in daytime and nighttime so these three piece of essential clothing which i always carry is must in my closet okay brilliant and heels or flats uh i love wearing heels but because i'm already so tall at the moment sometimes you know i um you know a, a lot of people get intimidated because i'm already so tall so i think comfort goes first for me so mm-hmm. i would say flats okay brilliant So this brings us to the end of this conversation but I have to ask you one question though what is the yes. one moment in your life that you think you realized that you were made for more um i think the present moment i um i just i going back to what i earlier said you know that um you know there is no age or um um you know starting the process which i took on to but i wish i could have done um uh, i could have started this process 10 years uh, earlier the only reason is because uh being the age i am at the moment and 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 being wanting to do the work i want to do in the fashion scene and create a brand out of myself 
you know, to some extent, the age still limits you to explore certain areas because there are certain restrictions where, you know, uh, like say, for example, you know, Miss in uh, like Miss Diva have open doors for, you know, transgender women to participate mm-hmm. in the contest, but there is an age limit. Um, oh, all right. uh, Miss Trans Queen India, um, where, where I wanted to be a part of, has an age limit. So okay. this is something which I feel if I could have done that 10 years before, I could have done more. But It's always better uh, late than never, right? Yeah, but I also look at the positive side of it and I tell myself in my head that you might not be um, a main, uh, like a fashion model walking the runway for the main designer, but you can still be the um, creator, um, a content creator who all the designers or brands would want to, um, you know, Associate would want with, yeah. you to be a part of it and you know, cover their event and you still will be sitting in front line of every, um, every, you know, what I can say, what is the right word? Every event and, you know, and still be wanted as much more. One might not be right in the front, but you still will be the best in what you do. So I always feel that um, uh, one should not limit themselves um again by age or for any reason for say um when people say dreams don't come true i completely disagree because i believe that if you believe in yourself and if you work towards it it definitely comes true oh, and for absolutely. me it's just the beginning and i feel for me it's just the beginning even if i'm 35 years old when people ask me i say i'm just five years old mm-hmm. <laughs> and there is a lot to come from Mahek and there's a lot which Mahek wants to do. So it's just the beginning. That's so great to hear. Thank you so much for taking the time and uh, spending uh, time with us to share your story. I hope to see a lot more of you on social media and offline. And I can't wait to have you on our next shoot. So oh, yes, soon. I'm excited to myself. Yes. Okay, I'm going to stop. talking to you as well. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store.